Sanji, hi there and welcome everybody to the Topical City Podcast. I'm Richard, I'll be hosting this week's pod, or should I say this month's pod at this rate. And I'm joined today by the usual Etty lads. I've got James with me. Are you alright James? Hi mate, not too bad. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. And I've got Cameron with me as well. How are you Cam? Alright. Yeah, yeah. Any um, any updates to give our loyal viewers about your lives or whereabouts or anything like that? Um, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the blue run on Saturday. That I forgot about that. Nice. Yeah. These two wimped out of it, uh, but I, I <clears throat> But it, it will be the blue walk if I do. So, so how does this? How does it work? The blue run. It's but just start- a race. Yeah, it's like a, a, a race. You start at the city store, um, go towards the CFG, then down John Mercer Way and back up and do it twice. I think you go around the you know the training stadium next to the Etihad as well, the little tiny one with the running track. Fair stadium. Yeah, you run around that and you do it twice. Uh, and some people take it mega seriously and just peg it for five kilometers. And then there's me who'll just walk for five kilometers and then they go get some fried chicken probably afterwards. <laughs> Do not get covered in blue powder as well? Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to have to take like a sandwich bag to put my phone in because last time I thought, put my phone in my pocket, it'll be fine. No, no powder will get to it. Absolutely covered in powder. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I've learned from my mistake last time. So I'll be uh, protecting myself as much as possible. When does the powder come into it? Right from the get-go, <laughs> someone just lobs it in your face. Well, they make out like it's like a massive thing, like like every sort of like twenty feet, you'll get pelleted with powder. There's only two powder stops, and I think they're both in the same place. Just one when you're going one way, and one when you're coming back. So uh, you, you get pelleted twice. But if I remember rightly, I was finding blue powder for like three weeks afterwards. So uh, you do get caught pretty good. I might stand on the next entire bridge and just start water bombing you. <laughs> well, I have to walk over it, so you'd have to be really uh, higher than that. <laughs> Does this not sound like something you want to take Freddie on, mate? Maybe not yet. Maybe he's a little bit young. <laughs> we'll just get pelted with blue powder, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> growing up with a fear of blue. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Well, let's uh, start talking about Manchester City then, because that's why we are here. So we'll start off by just talking about each of the competitions City are still alive in since we lost our precious, precious Carabao Cup. And we'll kick off with the Premier League. So I believe on the last podcast, Cam, when you were hosting, I said concretely that the title race was done. City had won it and Liverpool, just the fixtures was too difficult for them to get back into it in the long run, um, still being in the Champions League and everything else as well. Was I just a complete and utter cunt for saying that, or did it have any merit at the time? No, you, like it, it seemed right, didn't it? Like I said the same thing, I'm pretty sure. It just seemed like it was over. Um, but, you know, I think we... It's the, I think it's we've had the first proper like horrible decline we've had in years I think not not like a decline decline but um, it, we've had some bad results altogether for the first time in a while apart from what the start of last season so I don't think any of us could have predicted that uh, but I don't think you were completely wrong to say it was over other than the fact that obviously you were <laughs> <laughs> but I think you were justified in what you were saying it reminds me a lot of that Simpsons episode where um 
Bart tells Millhouse to watch the mill that he's bought or whatever. And Millhouse <laughs> just says, like, I was watching it. First it was standing, then it started to fall over, and then it fell over. Like, at the time, yeah, it felt like City were champions. It was over. But then Liverpool got back into it, and now it isn't. James, do you think the the title race, is it, is it still over if City beat Liverpool? Or... History would say yes, wouldn't it? In that we don't tend to let things slip when it comes to the running. However, surely that has to change at some point, whether that's now or 10 years from now. And it would be so old-fashioned, typical city to beat Liverpool and then lose to, is it Villa on the last day? Oh, God. Yes, yeah, we've got Villa on the last day at home. I think the fact that it's so close, unless Liverpool lose the odd game in between now and then, plus we beat them, it's going down to a matter of a point or two, surely. So it can't be over until the last day, I don't think, unless something like that happens. Yeah. Uh, just to go through City's last sort of seven games in, in all competitions form-wise, there's a loss in there, then three wins in a row, then two nil-nil draws in a row, and then the recent win. Does this sort of indicate that maybe City are in decline comparatively to where we were the last time we did a podcast? Or is it just the fact that we were overdue some bad results in a row, Cam? Uh, like I said, I don't think we're in decline. I think I think we were just... Tottenham are always a bastard. Uh, we've probably got a couple of draws there that we could have done something about. We were very lucky against Everton. Um, so... I don't know. We've, we've been grinding out a few results lately, which we've always got those points in a season uh, where we where we have to grind the results out. But this team shall time and again that they'll, when they need to, they'll go on a massive winning run. So I think that Liverpool game is very important and we do need to beat them or at least not lose to them. But yeah. I, don't know, I still got confidence in in the boys to, to pull it through because they've done it three or four times before. So, Do you feel the same, James, as City just in some sort of malaise at the minute or is it just, it is what it is? I, I think decline's a strong word, isn't it? Because it indicates going backwards. Um, I, I would have said we were maybe had some like stagnating points um, and maybe one or two of the players that have been the driving force so far this season have had a bit of a dip. You know, the likes of Rodri, Bernardo, you know, he missed a couple of goals then the other week. Um, mm. And he's maybe not been at his imperious best. Doesn't mean he's been bad, but maybe... It's Hill just... as well. Yeah. Half in the exactly. derby, Phil's struggled the last few games. Yeah. Um, Laporte has been a little bit hit and miss. Um, and I think when a few of those things come at once, that's when it, it seems like things are capitulating a little bit. Because normally you'd have it that someone else would step up to take that spot. So we've seen it in the past when De Bruyne's been injured and Bernardo's come and played out of his skin or Gundo's come and played out of his skin and um, sort of covered for those goals that we were lacking. And maybe that's not quite happened. And Omares has been on brilliant form. But I'd, I'd love to look, kind of look back at the Mara's goals and see how many of them were actually like clutch and how many were just like the fourth of four. Mm. A lot of the penalties as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, to be yeah, fair, we we yeah. do need someone to convert those penalties, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. It's not like anyone else was going to step up, although De Bruyne did recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I mean, what I'm 
alluded to is that everybody's saying he's playing out of his skin and he's playing well, but a lot of the goals he's scored are penalties. So it's not like he's been his imperious best cutting in from the wing and scoring left foot screamers the whole time. He has been scoring a lot of penalties. So even he's not at his absolute best, uh, I think, at least. So would you put our relatively recent poor form down to individual errors by players on the day or individual performances not getting um, not getting up for the occasion, continuing that winning streak that we had going on? Or would you maybe say that it could be down to the difficulty of the fixtures? We did have quite a few easy ones in a row back then. Or maybe even some decisions by Pep? Of everything. <laughs> I'm just thinking um, that more recently as well, like he stuck with the team that he played against United and then played the same team again, leaving Sterling on like unused on the bench. Yeah. And Sterling's form had he'd literally just come back into pretty good form and then finds himself dropped again. Yeah, I think there's been a couple of decisions by Pep that have been up for debate. And let me caveat this by saying that he can do what the fuck he wants. Like, he, <laughs> He's right, but the thing that if, if you kind of look at the, look at the team sheet and go, hmm, yeah, Grealish has been okay, but it's not like you say Sterling's form's picked up. Why is Grealish starting again when it's getting to crunch time? You know, something like that, for example. Or why is Mari's not playing when he's our top goal scorer and we're short on goals at the minute? So there are elements of that which obviously Pep will have reasons for whether it's the players are in the red zone or he's planning for five matches in the, you know further down the line or whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> I think the fixtures have been tricky as well. You look at Palace, you look at Spurs, they normally, well, not normally, but they are they are difficult fixtures for us. And we knew as fans going into them that uh, this is a bit sticky. This isn't a boxed-off typical win. And I'm sure that that's either been discussed or is a bit of a feeling amongst the, the club and the players as well, because it's not the first time it's happened, is it? Um it's that old thing of like a bogey team, isn't it? We could yeah. have predicted it. And a lot of I people. I think there's think. also... I don't, I don't think I could... I haven't been blaming Pep too much because the the game the other day where he didn't make any subs the whole game, I was sat there watching it going, oh, I don't... I think he's right. Like, in that game, like, what... In, was it the Palace game? Like, what could he have yeah. done? Yeah. Like, you looked at that bench and you were just like, there's nobody on that bench that's going to change this game. Um, really? With, Jesus? Yeah. No, like I didn't look at him and think he's going to come on and win the match for us. Do you, like, do you really look at him and think? Do you ever look at Jesus and think that he's going to come on and win the match for us? That, well, that's what I'm saying. Basically, you, you look at it and just think there's there's nobody there that feel like they're going to change this game today. It just feels like we're incredibly unlucky in in what's happened. So I don't know. I, I just think it's we've just hit a, a rough patch. I'm not. I think the next like two games or whatever, I don't know what they are. Hopefully one of them's not Liverpool. It is, yeah. <laughs> Burnley sure. for City and then yeah, Liverpool. Uh, and then for Liverpool, they've got Watford and then City. If we struggle against Burnley, I'm going to start getting through. <laughs> and we will. Yeah. I'm hoping that we're going to come out of it after the international break. Maybe everybody comes back a bit fresher uh, and, and we're back to proper winning ways. Nice. Well, that that Liverpool game is obviously going to be super crucial, but we've also drawn them in another competition as well. So we're going to play them in the semi-final of the FA Cup at Wembley. Do you think having this game in the running towards the end of the season affects the title race in any way? Or is it, we just treat this separate? 
maybe at Wembley. Because <laughs> they've heard um, that both clubs have petitioned petition to change it to a northwest venue. It, it should absolutely be changed to somewhere in the northwest or just anywhere that's got fucking train access for the fans to yeah. go to. It doesn't necessarily have to be the northwest. That would make the most sense. But I anywhere mean, within. Villa Park or something, wouldn't you? Like, that's what they usually use for, for non Wembley fixed. So Birmingham's not too difficult to get to for everybody. So, very. If you don't change it, fuck me. That, that, they can't have an empty Wembley, surely. <laughs> It seems like they're not going to do, doesn't it? Though so I've just seen a thing on Twitter saying City have um, got fifty coaches to take down. Oh wow! Travels travels forty quid a person. Yeah, okay. but it, it's not it's not enough though. You can send everybody down on coaches, and City can pay for it and stuff like that, like they have done in seasons past. But ultimately, you're, you're talking about what an allocation. Yeah, yeah, minimum sort of twenty five thousand fans each. It's, yeah, and there uh, are still trains down. It's just not direct trains. Supposedly, you can get to Birmingham. I thought there were, I thought there were nothing because it was the Easter holiday. I thought it was literally dead. No, they were. It's because there's a strike on, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I'd seen something that said you can get a train, but you have to change. To be fair, I something. think that they can get maybe as far down as Milton Keynes, but then it's it's still the getting to Wembley yeah, from there. It's, it's not way. easy. Yeah, yeah. But will have will us having to play Liverpool yet again affect the title race? Do you think? Or uh, I think it'll affect it if we lose. When do, do we play them? It's one of them things where you you'll want to get revenge if you lose, won't you? Like if you lose in the league, you'll want to get revenge in the cup. Um, I'd be surprised if we won. Is it two or three matches? Is it, is it too late? Not, is it? No, it's just one match, but it yeah. is so, right after the um, the Champions League games. I'd be surprised if we win both. I think Pep will play, play. I don't think Pep will rotate that much. I think he'll play his strongest team for both Atletico games and the Liverpool game. I don't think you'll see much change. But um, unless, of course, the, the first Atletico game, we absolutely smack them. And then we do, which I'd obviously have. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just be a case of whoever loses in the league will really want to beat them in the cup, and it might be a bit more difficult. Um, but I think we'll play our strongest team in all those games, um, regardless of how close they are to each other. Would you care if Pep did play a weakened team in the FA Cup if it helped us secure the Premier League title? I wouldn't care at all. No, only if it helps us. If, if we fuck the Premier League and the FA Cup, I'd be upset. But if we win the Premier League and then been off the FA Cup, I'm not that fussed. Yeah, right. Do you know what? Enough. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I still think winning. Bear in mind the lens I'm looking at this from a City point of view, not all the clubs. From a City point of view, I don't think winning the FA Cup is a successful season. So it's if we lose the league, it's kind of by the by for me. Yeah, I mean. I think in my previous podcast, me and Cameron just dismissed the FA Cup as a talking point outright because we really didn't give a shit about it. So I think no, I that think it supplements that. it supplements one of the bigger cups. So yeah. it's it's an enhancement on a league title or a Champions League on its own. And for again, Canada. for other yeah, <laughs> but for other clubs, um, it's different, isn't it? Say like Southampton went and won it; it's massive. And for us in the past, it was. But right now, where our expectations are, it's a supplement and not a thing that stands on its own, I don't think. 
I would say, though, for a club that is successful as City, you kind of judge it as well by being able to say, well, City have won this many trophies in so many seasons or like this. We haven't gone so many seasons without winning anything. Do you know what I mean? And, and then... Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. We are lucky with FA Cups as well. It's only got one, right? Two? Well, we got one under Pep and one under Mancini, but let's not talk yeah. too much about that just in case it happens to come up in a, a mystery game we might play in, in a short amount of time. <laughs> So we'll just finish up with this segment then by going back to the Premier League. Cameron, who's going to win the league? Yeah. Top of the Topical City podcast. <laughs> I'll be up front. You on the wing. James in, in defence. We'll win it. <laughs> James, who's going to win the league? It's so hard to say, isn't it? Get um, off the fence, you fucking twat. <laughs> Mate, we're on a City podcast, dude. <laughs> Just yeah, say the easy yeah. thing. We know you love Liverpool, but say City, for fuck's sake. Their firepower really worries me. With, with like, not only that front three, but then Jotter and Diaz as well now. that We were all pinning hopes on, oh, they're going to go away to AFCON and we're going to clean up and all that. And mm. It didn't affect anything. Um my pessimism has me leaning towards them. But as I said, how dare I doubt Pep pulling this out of the bag when he's done it on so many occasions. Yeah. Have we lost a title race ever? Like when we've when we've not won the league in recent seasons, we've been just completely off the pace, right? Every time that it's come down to anywhere yeah. near towards the last game of the season, <laughs> City have gone on to win it. So I think it's that... Jinx that now, mate. Well, I've been jinxing it the entire fucking time. In fact, yeah, maybe I should say Liverpool. Actually, Liverpool will win the league. I'll be the odd one out. Right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to play a little mystery game. You're listening to the Topical City Podcast. Disagree with anything you've heard? Don't forget to let the Etty lads know at Topical City Pod on Twitter. And we're back. We're going to kick the second part of the podcast off with our usual segment this season, and that's going to be our mystery game. Pause for the theme music entrance there. And... I love that it's become a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and today it's going to be James that's answering the questions, and the rules are going to be as follows. It's going to be multiple choice answers for you to choose from here, Jim. One answer okay. is going to be the correct answer. The other answer is going to be one that Cameron's given. And the third option is going to be the answer that I've given. So we'll tally up who's got the most answers that you've chosen at the end. And then that person will get an Etihad's point. To, to clarify, not answers that we've created, not given. Yes, yeah, they're, they're not the correct answer that Cameron and, mm-hmm. and me have given. The The yeah, correct answer will sense. be an option on there, though, so you will have to <laughs> try it. I would have got them all right, obviously, based <laughs> on my yeah. previous, previous attempts at multiple choice questions. I would have aced it. So just, just so people know, they're, they're, they're created answers, manufactured <laughs> So we'll kick off with the first one then. James, are you ready? Yeah, it's perfect. This right, is just okay. to embarrass me, really, isn't it? So. <laughs> Let's test your city knowledge out, mate. To be fair, it's yeah. not like a deep dive or anything like that. So I think you should be fine. So question no, one. No what minute did Edin Dzeko score the goal against QPR in the title winning game of 2012? Was it 
90 plus one? Was it 90 plus two? Or was it 90 plus three? 90 plus one. I'm afraid that's the wrong answer. You the fucking co- dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is 90 plus two. I was going to say, what would he have said second? Oh, well, the correct answer is yeah, 90 plus two. Doing that. But the person who gave the answer 90 plus one was me. So you've awarded me a, uh, a point there. So I'll just make note of You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, question two. What animal was the toy mascot Stuart Pierce had with him while he was city manager? Um, was it... I need to make sure I... Right <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were just going to give an answer. But... <laughs> I was, like... I forgot his more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your options are a donkey, a horse, or an elephant. So it's not an elephant, but I can picture it, but it could be perceived as a donkey or a horse. Um, for clarification, we're going to go with what the MEN deemed it to be, animal wise. Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> it's a fish then. Um, I'll go horse, James. That is the correct answer. I was going to say pony before I forgot it was multiple choice. I'd have taken that as a horse, to be fair. Shetland Pony. All right, question three. Who did Manchester City beat to set a record for their biggest league victory in 1987? Was it A, Macclesfield Town, B, Swindon Town, or C, Huddersfield Town? Huddersfield. That is correct. Did you so know that's... Was, or was it a, a guess? <laughs> was it 10-1? Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I knew it, but who knows? <laughs> I was going to put Blackpool in there as my answer, but then I remembered you actually have a family connection to Blackpool, don't you? And I thought yeah. it might... Uh... <laughs> so let's see if you can get this one. Who was the Manchester City captain for the 2005-2006 season? Was it A, Richard Dunn, B, Sylvan Distan, or C, Joey Barton? Oh, bloody hell. That was all around the same time, wasn't it? It mm. was, mate. 2015, did you say? <laughs> no, 2005. Five. Sorry, yeah, 2005. Yeah. I'm trying not to go off my age. Whew. I'll go for the... Um, just purely, hopefully, he was the captain for the longest time and give me the best odds. John? That is an incorrect answer, unfortunately, mate. So what would your second of option have been? Distan. Distan was the right answer. And you've given a, a an answer there towards Cameron. Yeah. So it's now Richard 1, James 2, Cameron 1. And we'll go on to the next question. Where did the club first play their home games? So this is when Manchester City was originally founded, not when it was rebranded Manchester City, but when the club was founded. Where did they first play their home games? Was it A, Pinbank Lane, B, Hyde Road, or C, St. Mark's Community Ground? I'd have said Hyde Road, but I feel like there was a church connection, because a lot of them started from churches, don't they? Or didn't they, rather? Um... The fact that you said St. Mark's, then I'm going for C. I'm afraid that's an incorrect answer, ah. Jim. You know what's fucking annoying here, right? Richard sent me these questions and said, Come up with some answers for these. 
So I did. I sent him two for each one. And he's nicked my other answer for like most of these. I knew you were going to say that, mate. To be honest with you, I actually had answered all of these myself first. And I'd originally I'd put those. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And I put those in the document that I said to you and then went, Oh no, hang on, I won't do that. And then I probably should should have done to be fair. But um, I also said I put Hyde Road in and I also said St. Mark's Stadium or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Because like, yeah. of West Garden, but yeah. So <laughs> that was mine that James. I'd said St. Mark's community ground, but Cameron had committed to Hyde Road. So unfortunately that you don't get a point there, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So next question. Which team did Manchester City sign Greek player George Samaras from? in the January 2006 transfer window? Was it A, Vitesse, B, Heronveen, or C, might as well be Celtic? Uh, I had Heronveen in my head before you said so I'll go B. So you're going to say Heronveen? Why do you know that? I (laughs) thought this would have been one of the most (laughs) ridiculous. No, that was the phase of supporting City where I could have tell you what their uncles were called I just knew what's George Samaras' uncle called Darren (laughs) doesn't sound very Greek (laughs) it's a Y instead of an E (laughs) no it was Hermin you are correct there so last question here James you're in the lead three by three and then me two and then Cameron one so, so we really, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So you got to get this right. It shouldn't oh, really be the last Cameron's one. <laughs> it is relatively easy. Manuel Pellegrini replaced Roberto Mancini in the summer of 2013. How many honours did Manchester City win under him as manager? Was it <clears> two, <throat> three or four? Oh, I don't know. There's one league in there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Oh, two. Two is incorrect. The correct answer was three. And you but have two, right? No, you've chosen Cameron's option. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> so congratulations, you have won, and you've won a coveted Etihad's point there. At thank some you. point, we'll collate all of these points together <laughs> <laughs> to form some kind of table that might be able to give us an indication on who's going to win. But as of right now, it's it's sort of... It doesn't yeah. feel like he won more than one three, does it? Like when you do think about him, I would have said two as well. Given who was the, it don't feel like he won that many. Yeah. It was two league cups, wasn't it, and one Premier that? League. What was your tiebreaker question? Uh, tiebreaker question was um, to stick with Stuart Pearce. What's his daughter's name? Who who was the who owned the Fucking toy mascot? <laughs> And the reason why I chose it is because I thought it might be a bit of a joke one. Like someone might say Stuart Jr. and someone might say like Psycho or something like that. But (laughs) it didn't really work out that way. Her name's Chelsea. So I thought someone might go like a way of saying Uh, Arsenal or West Ham as well. (laughs) But I think, Cameron, you just said another girl's name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did because I didn't realise it was a tiebreaker. I thought it was just another question. I was trying to get points. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't go. <laughs> West Ham. Oh, well, that's the end of the mystery game. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming Champions League fixtures. See you then. We may be fans of the best team in the land and all the world, 
but sometimes life isn't always great for everyone. You can make life a little bit better for someone else by donating to your local food bank. Visit MCFC Food Bank on Twitter for more information and for their GoFundMe link. And we're back for the third part. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the transfer window at the end of the pod, uh, the next summer's transfer window, that is. But we're also going to discuss some Champions League goings on as well. So in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, City have drawn Atletico Madrid. James, is, is that a good draw for you? Would you have rather another team? It's somewhat middle of the ground, isn't it? It could have been harder, it could have been easier. I think we're better than them as a team, but they're probably the best at what they do. Um, yeah. like the Spanish Burnley but we've got good players aren't they and if you think about the teams that we struggle against it's people it's teams like that and like remember that Wolves game yeah like, imagine that but Wolves having like really good players that's effective what we're going to have across two legs in the Champions League I think Cameron if you were going to guess a team that operated with a bit more shithousery than Wolves <laughs> would Atletico Madrid have been your go-to <laughs> Yeah, they would, they would have been up there. I think the one bit of solace we could take from it is they only just managed to beat United. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there is a bit of solace in, in the fact that that, that happened. Um, so we, I reckon we can smash them. It's just whether we turn up like we have been doing the last few weeks or whether we turn up like we did against United. I think the, the home leg's going to be really key there isn't it like I think one of you guys mentioned it a little bit earlier that if we can draw about let go at home and then make the away leg afterwards the second one a bit of a sort of just stand your ground kind of moment then that might not be a problem but I just get the impression that obviously for Atletico it's important for them to come to the Etihad and just play 11 men behind the ball, all of the shithousery. It's, it's just going to be a really, really difficult game. Because of that, James, are you interested in attending that match at all? Um, to be honest, I've not even thought about it. Um, I was going to say, hopefully it's a better home like, than the sporting one, because I went to that one and fuck me. Yeah. Boring does not even begin to describe it. <laughs> I feel like it'd be quite a tense game. And I've, I've missed a few Premier League games this year. The baby, yeah. So like the last two games I've been to, oh, the last game I went to was the derby. The next one's Liverpool. I feel like I'm tensing off at matches at the minute as it is without, you know, going to have watch Atletico just frustrate us as well. Yeah, do we get if we beat? You what, Cam? Who do we get if we beat? Um, that's what I was going to say. So the next round is then uh, we get either Chelsea or Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to bring up the, competi- uh, the the question of, is our route to the final easier than Liverpool's? Because while Liverpool do have Villarreal, do they have Villarreal or do they have... No, no they've Benfica. got Benfica and Benfica. Bayern Munich have got Villarreal. That pretty much means that it's Bayern Munich versus Liverpool, essentially. Let's be honest, in the semi-final. Even though we've got some difficult teams on the horizon, Atleti, Real and Chelsea... Is our route to the final easier than theirs? Because I wouldn't want to have come up against Bayern Munich regardless of the circumstances. No, it's it's an horrible route at all, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of big teams still in it. The, the last easy teams, Liverpool and Bayern, have both gone. So it's just going to be an horrible semi-final. We say this, though, but look at some of the teams we've been out to in the past in the likes of Leon. 
Monaco. And, you know, teams like Ajax, Monaco, Ajax have done well in the past. You know what's going to happen? The Bayern will lose to who's it they've got again? Villarreal. Mm-hmm. Bayern, will, Bayern will lose to Villarreal. Liverpool will beat Benfica. <laughs> Liverpool then play Villarreal and get a pass to the final. And we've got to slog our way through in European elite themes. I'm really sick of playing English teams in the yeah, Champions yeah. League as well. Like I know that we we have been knocked out by Leon and Monaco. So, but whenever we get an English team, it, it's always just really difficult for us for whatever reason. And I was convinced that if United beat Atletico, we'd have ended up getting them, just because it's yeah. it's the only English yeah. team left in that we haven't been knocked out of the Champions League by yet. You don't so, get a break either, do you? Like. Just on social media, like if an English team beats you and knocks you out, you have to listen to it for the rest of the fucking year. Whereas if a foreign team does it, you don't have to think about it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who would you rather, f- uh, if we were to beat Atletico, who would you rather face in the semi-final, Chelsea or Real, Real. on that note? Easy. I mean, there's the argument that Chelsea currently aren't as good a team as Real, even though I don't think Real are that good a team recently. But... I can't play Chelsea again and have the Beals in the Champions League again. I'd rather get knocked out by Real. James? Yeah, probably I'd rather play Real, I think. Because uh, we have we beat them during lockdown, didn't we? Yeah, sorry, just to clarify, not that, not that I think we'll get beat by Real Madrid, but if we are going to get beat, I would prefer it with Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, I get you. I think we'll beat Madrid. I, I don't, I'm not worried about that. I think we'll beat Madrid. Um, but if we are going to lose to somebody, I'd rather not be Chelsea. I think, yeah, it wasn't last season's Champions League stages, was it? It was the season before where we drew Madrid in the yeah, quarter the worry, final. The worry, yeah, obviously, it, is Vinicius Jr. and Benzema are absolutely on fire at the minute, especially Benzema. So yeah. that's worrying. But this is why we've, we've got, got to keep Gabriel Jesus in a bit of form, though, because he likes to play false left wing, left back role against Real Madrid, doesn't he, in clean up? Mm. But they have um, another arm to, to drop a clanger, have they now? Exactly. Oh, Ramos to, to not turn up. He can be yeah. sent off. So. Uh, who even are there? Centre-backs, they've got Edda Militao. No idea, I'll be honest with you. Alaba. David Alaba, I think. He is there. I didn't know he was centre-back or left-back. Well, Barcelona yeah. just absolutely battered um, Madrid yeah. 4-0 at the Bernabeu. That's got to be a good sign, right? <laughs> Javi's probably, I, I mean, I don't watch Barcelona week in and week out, but surely he's a bit of a pep imitator. Apparently they've um, proper turned up recently as well, but yeah, you think he plays very similarly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we'll beat Madrid. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, it depends how, how if we turn up again. Um, I'm fairly confident we'll beat Atletico if we turn up. It, it, it's so hard to tell just because of how just not there we've been for the last six or seven games apart from the United so I don't know I'm fencing for once but except for the fact that I think we'll be (laughs) and should we be lucky enough to get to the final uh, in Paris now Uh, going off of what we were just saying about English teams I'm guessing you would all rather play Bayern in the final if I have to play Liverpool three times in two months (laughs) no thank you yeah, I don't, never mind going to, I don't know if I could even watch a Liverpool City Champions League. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to sit one out. I won't be able to watch all three Liverpool games. I'd have to sit one of them out. 
FA Cup then for sure. <laughs> so if we're playing uh, playing Bayern in the Champions League final, it's a Leroy Sane hat trick incoming. Then yeah. <laughs> would you would you would you still like have uh, an eternal love for Leroy Sane if he did that, or would it would it be a quit at that point? I'm telling you, mate, my loyalties will be torn there. I'll be uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be supporting City on one side and Sane on the other. <laughs> have you seen the thing about his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. It's quite old that post that whoever shared that, but um, yeah, she oh, said she said that about maybe about six months into Leroy being at uh, Bayern and he wasn't really playing or starting under under low right, at the time. Right. I think it was, and yeah, she was basically just trashed him, saying like, "I'll support whoever the fuck I want," and it's City. <laughs> <laughs> That's our approach. <laughs> well. Getting to the Champions League final and winning the Champions League, I think, would be a lot easier with a striker. And it's looking like now, based on not just sort of rumours on Blue Moon Forum and on Twitter and everything like that, but actual um, reputable journalists like Jack Garn at the Mail and everything, that City are going to sign Haaland. That's the right move, right? Going forward, we fuck Kane off. We sign Haaland. We just go all in for him. Fuck the money. Fuck financial fair play. Fuck the um, <laughs> harmony of the dressing room. We sign Haaland and we just win all of the trophies for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. The transfer fee is not an issue. He's got he's got release clause, hasn't he? I'll believe it. I'm I'm, I'm so far off believing it after the last three years that I think I'll only believe it when he's getting his um, what do you call it uh, testimonial. <laughs> that it ever happened yeah in 10 years I'll believe that I, although if rumours are to be believed in 3 or 4 years when he fucks off to Real Madrid after coming to see um, I'll believe in that but, uh, yeah but I'm they not, said that about Aguero didn't they I'm at least I'm not believing it until he's I see on the official 20, uh, 20 sitter account fucking hell City Twitter account I'm not, I won't believe it. I've been burned too many times before I think I was going to say, we, we have been here with, on so many occasions with like Koulibaly and Jorginho and Kaka that these signings are pretty much done and all that's got to happen is pen to paper and then the rug gets pulled out from under us at the last minute. So we won't count our chickens just yet, but I'm pretty confident if your options were fucking Real Madrid now or Manchester City under Pep, then surely that you, you know what the right option is. And that's not so you think if Haaland maybe sides, maybe Pep extends? Yeah, yeah, I think it's all a domino effects. Yeah, I think um, I think if if Haaland signs as well, I think that's the end of some um, the end of some City players' careers at the club. I mm-hmm. think you might start Sterling might think, well, that's me gone. Just yeah. I, I just don't think there's a what I was going to say is what does City starting eleven look like then with Haaland in it? Say we were to sign him next season, you're going into it you've got an option of selling some players in the transfer window. We spoke a couple of podcasts ago about who would you let go, whose contract's coming to an end anyway. What does City's forward line look like with Haaland in it? You're not gonna, they're not, not going to sack off Grealish, because we've no. literally just bought him, so he, he's going to stay. Jesus, like you say, I think he goes, because um, he's just going to realise that he's not for, he's never going to be first choice for any position. And he could probably go to most other clubs and start so maybe Juventus are interested aren't they um, they've just bought Vlavic though 
So yeah, but, maybe yeah. he looks at them and goes, I'm not going to be first choice there either. And Juventus have been reported to be interested in him for like going back about three or four years now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Foden is, is staying. He's, he's, he's our Steven Gerrard. He's our, you know, he'll be around till he retires. Until he tries to go uh, to Chelsea, if he's our Stevie G. <laughs> and then you, you really need... So if you think Grealish, Foden, Haaland will be our front three for the foreseeable you know, three, four, five years. You need depth, which if I was going to keep one player out of the two left, that unless I miss somebody, I would prefer to keep Sterling and Mares because Mares is the wrong side of 30. And I really like bringing Sterling on the right. So if it's up to me, the, the four players we have in front are Sterling, Foden, Haaland and Grealish. You've got the young lad coming in from uh, South America as well, haven't you? Is it Alvarez? Yeah, yeah, Alvarez as well, as it will take up the Gabriel Jesus role of players very occasionally, at least to start with. The Um, Sergio Aguero replacement, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That nominated title. (laughs) I think think I'm happy to send Jesus. As much as I love Gabriel Jesus, he's never going to be first choice and he doesn't even get played when he's in form. So I I think I'd rather he gets to play somewhere else. And Mahrez is... You know, coming to the wrong side of the he's, why is he 32 by the end of the season? Yeah, I think so. so. You know, I'm happy to see him go as well. There's more to it than that, though, because if you if you separate it out to midfield and attack, I think the amount of minutes this season that people like Bernardo and Kev have got in other positions. So by doing that, you've got a midfield three that's got to accommodate Rodri, Kev, Bernardo, Gundo. If Fernandinho stays or they sign a replacement, then you've got people like McAtee that are going to want minutes. I wonder whether actually bringing Haaland in would be a change of shape and a change of system. Um, Pep has used big strikers in the past, like Lewandowski. Could he do something like a 4-1-4-1, where you've got your defence, you've got Rodri sitting, and then you've got your four attackers behind Haaland? And that, that may opens up an extra space. And within those that four behind him, you could have any of Bernardo, Gundo, Kev, Foden, Grealish. They could play across any of those two spaces behind him. And then you've got Foden and Grealish that could rotate on the left. You've got Sterling and Mares that could rotate on the right. And it gives another option that way, doesn't it? I'd, I think what we'll probably see is something a bit more akin to the Centurion season. So we might have like Haaland, Grealish, Foden um, on, as like the front line. And then, you know, like you've, you've got some other options then with these other players. But I think you, you got a point there, James, but I just think with the contract, uh, the contract's running down on some of these players. And I don't think it's likely Sterling, Sterling re-signs at this point. He just got into form, like Cam, Cam was saying about Gabriel Jesus. Sterling's just got into form and then he gets dropped to the bench for like two big games in a row. Where'd he go, though? I mean, where whoever will um, give him the most money with the if, if he's a free agent, he can. Oh, so bank it all, can't a free he? agent. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not this summer, but the summer after. Yeah, he's a t- he's he's a complicated one, Sterling, isn't he? I think either way that it's it's a case of you have to go all out for Haaland, and as long as you're not pissing off your, your crown jewels, so you you have your fill. The, the other thing to consider is that Bernardo said something recently in the interview, didn't he, that we're going to sit down at the end of the season and 
and see what my future holds effectively. And he, he also said he misses Portugal and he'd, he'd go back there in a year or two. Um, when he's got a five-year, he's like contracted yeah. to 2026. He's one of the biggest players in the world and he's going to go back and play for Benfica at this point. I just don't see that happening. Uh, yeah. I don't know whether it's been translated or wrong or out of context or what, but it could be because originally Grealish was brought in to replace Bernardo and Bernardo didn't leave. So it could be that Bernie goes, and we, obviously we don't want that, but that would then free up a bit more space. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the big picture is you can't upset those crown jewels. Um, but besides that, you've got you've just got to bring Haaland in, and if it pisses Stern off or it pisses Jesus off, unfortunately, it's for the the, the greater good of the team, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously Haaland just some. Do you know what? You're going to call, call bullshit on this if you want, but it's God's honest truth. And I've got two mates who, can, who you know that can back me up on this. I've been banging on about Haaland since he broke through as a 16-year-old. And he's sending clips to my mates of this fucking monster just smashing in stupid goals and then tracked him through the Red Bull system to Dortmund. I've always, always wanted us to sign him because he just feels like a cheat code. So for me, this is like a dream signing if it happens. Obviously, there's also the idea that Pepple finally just plays dream team and just sell all the defence and then we'll keep all the midfielders and, and strikers and just play like a 0-10-1. Rodri and Gundo at centre-back. Be all right, won't we? I don't know about Gundo, Paul. <laughs> yeah, we played Eric Garcia there. Fuck That's it. true. It can't get much worse. I wonder how he's doing that. Supposedly, he's really good in the uh, El Clasico. Well, we're not having him back. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> well, Sorry. although we're a city podcast, is it worth? Are we scared of United getting Ted Hag from Ajax at all? No. No, neither. I, I thought so. Like, I, I always say whenever I watch United, you can see so clearly that the solution to fixing that club is sell most of your first team. I think I'll be worried about United if they have two good seasons in a row. They've, they've had the occasional sort of storm, haven't they, where Mourinho finished second, Solskjaer finished second. But ultimately, the writing was on the wall with both of those managers that it was going to go tits up at some point. That you, they, say, I, I don't think a manager fixes it. I don't, they could get any manager in part of it except Pep. I think Pep could probably fix it. <laughs> but I think you could get any manager in the world at United and that club doesn't get fixed until it sells off all the players that you know I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like you, you have to, that, that club is poisoned from the dressing room. And people say it's the board as well. The board chucks 80 million on players regularly. I don't know what they want. I don't know what the fans want from that, from that board. I, don't, I know they're shit and they're the glazers and horrible. But at the same time, they, they're buying players. They're not, not buying yeah. players. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the board. That dressing room is absolutely poisoned to shit, and they need to clear well, out well, if they want to get anywhere. You could argue that it is because it's the type of players they're buying and the, and the philosophy of of how they're wanting to to recruit that they're not going buying yeah. a Zabaleta type or a Bernardo Silva. They're going buying the absolute peak superstars for the commercial value, and that's that's coming from the top. That's not coming from the dressing room. That's coming from yeah, but the, the, the fans don't want possible. That. The fans no, want this is the point. This is the point. This is why it's coming from the board because they don't give a fuck about the fans. This could be a podcast in itself. 
Well, I think they need to get Gary Neville involved just because it'll get him the fuck off Sky Sports so I don't need to listen to his opinion anymore because him and Carragher can go fuck themselves. Absolute cunts. And I think that's a great place to end it, guys. <laughs> Alleged. Allegedly. Cunts. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the pod. Oh, I'll say it. I'll take the bloody apple. <laughs> so, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.